Hello and welcome to the Betcha Sub Podcast. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Amanda Duberman. <laughs> the Betcha Sub Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Today we're talking about abortion restrictions. They're still happening. We're going to talk about a Democrat announcing their run against Lindsey Graham. Yeah. And of course... Mueller, we heard his voice yesterday. Mm-hmm. We know what the man sounds like. What did he say? Why does it matter? What do we do about it? What is next? Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bet crazy. Ah! You're the pop- it- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Um, Amanda. Hello. Hello. Uh, so this is you've, you've done an interview with me before, right? Um, but this is your first news news podcast. Yes. Why don't you just tell our listeners who you are a little yes, bit? About yourself. Yes, I know. We fa- we failed to introduce me on that last one. I was mm-hmm. like, you guys got like a new stepmom out of nowhere. You yeah. didn't get to meet me first. <laughs> I'm Amanda. I started about a month ago. I'll be uh, managing the content for the SUP on social and helping out with the podcast every now and then when mm-hmm. Sammy, Lisa, Brian are otherwise engaged and i'm thrilled i'm so excited yep sammy and elise are out of town doing things in warmer places yeah um but yeah so amanda Mm -hmm. what is getting you through this week in trump's america okay so for me what's getting me through the week we have heard tons about abortion restrictions they're terrible it is worth restating of course always that abortion is still legal in all 50 states you can access that if you need to and a number of states have also passed um, some pro-choice legislation the idea i think is sort of There's all these indications that like, oh, God, Roe versus Wade is seriously under threat. And they're taking steps now to sort of protect that at the state level in case, God forbid, that does happen. So I'm going to go through a couple of them. Illinois lawmakers are on their way to passing something called the Reproductive Health Act, which is basically just going to codify it in their law that women in that state have a right to abortion. And that's sort of the idea of most of these things going through, just writing it into the state law, which our country has failed yeah. to do. We don't have a law saying abortion is legal. So these states are doing it. In Nevada, uh, Nevada has a majority female uh, state assembly, and wow. they passed a bill doing away with, they had this really weird thing uh, requiring doctors to tell women that there were like bad emotional implications when you get an abortion, which is not... Obviously, individuals have mm-hmm. different reactions to it, but, the, the, you know, they've done tons of studies and that all conclude that there are no long-term emotional or physical impacts of having one. They also had this really creepy requirement that, like, you had to confirm a woman's marital status and what? age. I know. Super creepy. And they did away with that because I can't really think of anything useful having to do with that. Yeah. Um, Massachusetts is working to make sure that they cannot in any way eliminate somebody's right to access abortion even after 24 weeks in certain situations, which is definitely under threat. Um, And there are also a lot of states that have Democratic governors, but Republican-led legislatures, and a lot of those Democratic governors have vowed to veto any legislation that comes across their desk like this. Yeah. Well, except, you know, there's that guy from Louisiana, Yeah, this guy, John Bell Edwards. We talked about him at the live podcast. He's a Democrat from Louisiana. He's their governor. Yesterday, actually, that state passed their heartbeat bill. Oh, fuck. Um, We're very familiar with these by now. And he has said previously, yeah, I'll sign it if that's... You know, voters elected these these people, and I, if that's the will of the people, I'll sign it. Since yesterday, he hasn't said anything. Obviously, there's been a huge reaction when he said that. But yeah, that would be wild. So uh, this is—I have a question. Yeah, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, will these states you still be allowed to get abortions there? Do you know? 
Yeah, I believe these are all sort of, I think right now the only thing at the federal level that allows people to access abortion is the Supreme Court ruling. Okay. They're, each state has their own laws. Even right now, like, you know, the things we know about targeting clinics, like they can mm-hmm. they can regulate it right now. Um, and a lot of the Supreme Court presidents currently, like you can't regulate beyond an undue burden. So if that goes away, yeah, I mean, it, it, this this sort of conversation has taught me a lot about that, you know, states... Your state lawmakers, who you vote for, really have a lot to do with what your your rights are. Yeah, yeah. Voting what's getting matters. yeah? What's getting you through the week? Well, okay, so on the on the case of voting, twenty twenty is coming, as we all fucking know, because we're talking <laughs> about it, we've been talking about it for months, and it's still like we're still like a year away from picking a presidential candidate. But anyways, that's not the only race that's happening. There is obviously races happening in the House and specifically the Senate. So there's this race in South Carolina that I'm excited to talk about. So as we all know, Lindsey Graham is a fucktwat from South Carolina. He's a current Republican senator there, and he is up for re-election in 2020. A Democrat has just announced that he is running against Lindsey Graham, and his name is Jamie Harrison. He is He was the first black chairman of the state's party. Um, he came out with this video on Wednesday, I guess it was, and his campaign video is awesome. It's like, it starts off with this, it's really, it's a really effective one. That's what I'm, these, these, that's what's, I'm glad that, you know, these Democrats and these candidates are starting to realize the power of social media because Obama really capitalized on it in like 2012 and 2008. And now it's like, really like, okay, we learned something and Ocasio-Cortez anyways. But and now who's better at it is Trump. Yeah, which yeah. is he has Twitter. He does yeah. not. Ha- he has not cracked the Instagram. That's true. He's Thank not God. good on Instagram. <laughs> I would. It would be He's really not f- an influencer. Yet. Well, it'd be funny because I think if he knows that if we were reminded of what he looked like all the time, <laughs> people would be less likely to vote for him. That's true. Um, and so yeah, this guy releases this video and it starts out with this like really like this like cartoon esque thing. He starts. He introduces himself. He talks about who he is. He talks about how the fact that. He, his six, his mother was 16 when she had him and he was raised by his grandparents. But then he went on to really work hard and earn scholarships for, to Yale and for undergrad. Um, and then he went to Georgetown law, but he didn't just introduce himself. He also went on the offensive and attacked Lindsey Graham, basically calling him out for all of his hypocritical statements, basically. Cause you remember Graham called Trump kook crazy and not fit to be president. And now that Trump is president, Lindsey Graham is like basically sucking the president's dick <laughs> um, and says the complete opposite, says he's like Literally a great leader. Literally the opposite. So, yeah. So this is really exciting because South Carolina is not a full red state. And, you know, Jamie Harrison is African-American and the African-American community in South Carolina is a huge voting demographic there. So I feel like this is a Senate race that needs to be watched. Yeah. And I think that he's framed it really effectively as like, this guy has no we don't know what this guy's moral compass is he changes every time he literally quotes like Lindsey Graham saying Trump is a xenophobic bigot and then and then like a year later when Mm -hmm. Trump is president word for word Trump is not a xenophobic bigot Mm -hmm. and so he's sort of framing it as as like is this really the dude you want I really like that he's going on the offensive I feel like we don't do that enough but he's really going hard and it is effective yeah I think so too I think because you know, same thing with when Joe Biden announced his presidential campaign. He was the first one to really come out and be like, this guy yeah. Trump is not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is like talking about the policies. But I really, it, it, this kind of leads into the next thing. I feel like you can do both. You know, you can attack Trump and really um, 
get your policies out mm-hmm. there. But yeah, this also highlights the fact that we really need to be paying attention to the Senate in 2020. Yeah. Because say we keep the House and we elect a Democratic president. If the Republicans keep the Senate, Mitch McConnell is still the fucking Senate majority leader. Mm-hmm. And we will not. Yeah. It would be so much harder to get shit done. Mm-hmm. So basically, so right now the U.S. Senate has 53 Republicans and 47 Democrats. There are and two Oof. independents, but like they're basically yeah. they're like Republicans, right? Yeah. That's like Lisa. Um, I think they both vote with yeah. Republicans. Um, anyways, except for Bernie, there are thirty-four seats up in twenty twenty, including a special election in Arizona. Because remember, John McCain died, yeah. <laughs> yep. and then the Senate race that happened in Ari- in Arizona, the, the Republican who lost became John McCain's replacement. Anyways, um, anyways, twenty-two are of those thirty-four seats are held by GOP. The Democrats need to gain three or four seats to take control. We're looking at Colorado. We're looking at Maine because those both have Republican incumbents. And now I feel like we're looking at South Carolina. Yeah. So pick a pick a Senate race to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be paying attention to Lindsey Graham's in South Carolina and and um, Mitch McConnell in Kentucky. Yeah. Let's get a fucking cool candidate there. Right. Yeah, for sure. You never know. You never know. I mean. People are fucking up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's his face is president, president, senator right. <laughs> of um, Alabama. Yeah. What's his name? Doug, Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Yeah. He's a Democrat. Right. Right. Yeah. It took it took like a literal pedophile to get a Democrat elected <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> well, did you also see that Trump went on Twitter and was like, I don't because th- I think Roy Moore was like, I think I'm going to run again. I think I'm going yeah. to give it give it another go. And Don <laughs> was like, I don't support this. He probably felt so sanctimonious after that. Like he's like, the I one. Wow. He came out against. I didn't the avow a pedophile. <laughs> I am a saint. Even though he did support him. After he won his right. primary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he campaigned for him, right? Yeah. He, he still supported Jesus Roy Moore. Jesus Christ. Yeah. After he got it. That was gross. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Should we do the main stuff? Let's do it. So Hi. yesterday, yes, yes, this was yesterday, it right? It was only yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Today's yeah. Thursday. Yesterday's Wednesday. Um, at like 930, I guess I like, I took, I saw an Instagram. Yeah. And I took a screenshot and I texted to Amanda and uh, everyone else in the sub group chat and it was announced that Mueller would be making a public statement at 11. Yeah. I was having like a leisurely morning. Mm-hmm. I was going to work from home in the morning. My dog was sick. I'm like new at the job. And I was like, I'm not frantic every day. This is great. I'm feeling amazing. And then Brian, it literally says in like hour and a half. Yeah. Mueller, he's up. Let's go. <laughs> no. And then there was not a good warning. No, no. One, and I'm sure that was by design. I, I think yeah. so. I think I, I, I think I heard that um, the white house was aware of it, but right. yeah, you know, like, members of congress right. weren't necessarily also congress is in recess right now they're still mm-hmm. on break from memorial day right why do they get a week off a week off for memorial day that's fucking crazy what? it's nuts it literally is having effects because you heard we also were talking about recently how um it held up this disaster relief bill these two mm-hmm. republicans were like no thanks mm-hmm. we'll be back in a week we're on fucking vacation while yeah. ohio is getting spun around in tornadoes yeah and oklahoma's underwater yeah anyway. um yeah so he just basically read the Read the report. Yeah. It felt like 10 minutes of like, as per my last email, Mm -hmm. he's just said everything that's in my report is how I feel. Uh, He, but you know, uh, before it happened, people were reporting, you know, he had to approve. Well, Bob Bard, who is Bill Barr, excuse me, who is technically his boss. He doesn't have to approve what he said, but we were told that he called Bill Barr and said, I'm going to speak and told him of the contents of the speech. And like Bill Barr, super wily. I feel like if he wanted to stop him, he could have. So I think before Mueller was going to speak, we were like, it might just be like 
Yeah. It might just be something we don't want. It might be him saying like, yep, no, no obstruction. Everything's fine. Look at the report. But I actually, you know, afterwards people were like, you know, he basically just restated parts of the report. But to me, what he chose to emphasize is is super telling and mm-hmm. changes the game. Well, so when he, he started out, he said a lot, basically. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is, you know, people aren't reading this full yeah. report. People are even like, I remember Lindsey Graham, who was, it was during Barr's testimony. He said, he's the fucking leader of the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's like, I didn't read this whole thing. No. But, (laughs) and then it's like, well, but right. Anyway. And so it did have, I think it's having this effect. Let's just get into it. It's having this effect that now that he said it, people are like, oh, I think so. Versus like had just reading it because we're, we're, we're stupid. Nobody's. I mean, yeah. He's like, read my report. It's like, sir, this is America. I, we can't read. I'm not reading your 400 read. page report think, of legally yeah. is. No, we think clumps of cells have heartbeats. We don't yeah. believe climate science. Yeah, and so we don't read. He. Should we play the clip? One of his yeah, clips. Let's do it. So, lead going into this, he kind of emphasized that charging the. He said charging the president with a crime was not an option we could consider, but he did say this. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. Under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. So Mm -hmm. if he wasn't president, they could have charged him with crime. Right, right. And I think you're exactly like this was in the report. But I think a lot of people who watch the news, especially people who support Trump, they they're not going to read the report. Mm -hmm. They get their news from TV. They they listen to what people say. And the most recent thing that anybody said about this, the last word really, like literal words we had out of anyone's mouth was Bill Barr saying, nothing, he's totally cleared. That's the other fucked up thing is that I didn't Barr in his press conference say that this, that it wasn't the the Department of Justice guidelines that kept him from charging him. To me, that was the hugest, that was a huge revelation yesterday is that clearly Barr like dramatically understated how how handicapped Mueller felt by yes. that rule. Cause he straight up said we, you know, he says over and over, like we didn't determine he did. We didn't determine he didn't, but he said over and over again, that rule, he was going to abide by that rule. And the justification is that, you know, you can't bring charges against somebody if they can't go to trial, if they can't be found guilty or mm-hmm. exonerated, it's just not, it's not fair. It's not a good idea. He wouldn't be able to govern effectively, which, you know, yeah. And they're saying, and they're saying you can investigate because you know, it's easier it's easier to investigate in the yeah. real time. I thought that was super interesting because you know, then it is to go off memory and it's yeah. easier to collect evidence and documents in real time. Right. And it's not to say, because you know, Donald Trump is not going to be president forever. Knock on wood. Right. If you know, <laughs> oh, God. if we're living in the democracy that we're supposed to be living in. Yeah. Even though he, did you see it? And he was doing, Trump was doing a rally and he made a joke about how he would do three or, more, three or four or five terms. Yeah. And everyone was just like laughing. And we're Ill. just like all here like, why is no. everyone screaming? It's literally not allowed. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so he's maybe outlying, you know, a case to bring forward when Trump is not president. Right. And, you Absolutely. Know, it seems like literally the next day, like they can go for it. It's just like, it's really fucking frustrating. Had we just gotten this report with no 
preamble mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe if, like this press conference we would be in such a different place right now oh my god if the first thing we heard were from bob Mueller's mouth if we could say with confidence the president clearly did not commit crime we would have said so if that was the thing we heard before bill barr saying no obstruction everything's fine no he didn't feel limited by this rule it was irrelevant when he told us yesterday it had everything to do with the conclusion we made it's crazy and And but you can't go back but it's also it's like now i feel like i feel like the democrats are in this weird position where it's like all god it's just yeah let's talk about impeachment what were you gonna wait for that's true if you know they were like we're waiting till we get the full report that was the whole talking point and then we got the full report and it said basically outlines all these examples where trump commits obstruction of justice but we're still not doing it i feel like i i can't i mean so nancy pelosi spoke yesterday yesterday a lot of democrats came out saying who previously had not come out strongly for impeachment came out saying this needs to happen clearly because Bob Mueller did kind of straight up say, he said, you know, that we're part of the criminal justice system. We cannot, there is the policy that we cannot indict this president. He straight up said, your move Congress. He said, mm-hmm. there are other ways to, to prosecute this wrongdoing. Um, and that the process for that is called impeachment. So a lot yeah. of, a lot of lawmakers, democratic lawmakers interpreted that as let's go like let's yeah. do it and a lot a lot did a lot did come out in favor of that i mean i so at this point it's like i don't know what we're waiting for i think it's mainly political i mean well, she said so you have a quote here yeah. she said congress will continue to investigate and legislate to protect our elections and secure democracy here's the issue with that yeah just last week was it last week or whatever just recently trump said i will not do anything until these investigations are over right <laughs> yeah and not only that because they were trying to do something about infrastructure, which is something that the entire country right. can get behind. If he's not going to do anything with you, unless you, and also they're not complying with congressional subpoenas when in these right. investigations. Exactly. That's her thing. She's like, we are investigating. We're trying to get more information that could make a stronger case for impeachment. But it's not worth it. So they are stonewalling yeah. on every single fucking front. It's what so are we supposed to do? Right, right. The only reason not to right now is it's, it's still political. I mean, it seems, I mean, I, last week when he stormed out of that meeting, you know, the report saying that he was upset because he wants to be impeached because it gives, it gives him an enemy and he does very well when he has an enemy with mm-hmm. his base. And it just, you know, we, something like 65, it, 65% of voters do not want an impeachment trial. They don't think it would be good for the country. Yeah. I don't know. 65% is actually not a crazy number. Yeah. And it's also you like when like you consider how many pe- how many of those are Trump supporters. Yeah. The also, you know, we know from like precedent with the Nixon case, a lot of people did not support it. And as the trials went on, they yes, saw it yes, on television. Yes, exactly. It became more like right. Got there more are support. things that you can unearth and surface through impeachment, the impeachment process that we we can't even get from Mueller's report yeah, right now. It's if we launch an impeachment inquiry, it's going to be easier to get his mm-hmm. tax returns. It's right. going to be easier for Congress to get these subpoenas through by right. a, and a, like have a federal judge be like, no, you need to fucking comply with yeah. these if there is an impeachment inquiry. Yeah. And so, it, oh, gosh, it's and just, I really, I really wonder, like, I mean, there's a fear that like, if we impeach him, it will strengthen him and it will strengthen his sort of maverick status. But like, I truly wonder how many people are like meh on Trump, but Trump, and then we impeach them. And they're like, now I love the dude. Well, it's also because, it, if he's if he's picking a, an other to fight against for like he needs an enemy, like we were saying, like he does so well with that, and he picks it as Nancy Pelosi. Right. I feel like that's a good thing. Totally, she rattles him. She rattles him in 2018. So many 
um, Republicans ran on this thing of an- against Nancy Pelosi who mm-hmm. weren't running against her. Yeah. Like they would be like a Republican in a, in a race. Like there was that one race in I think for, like Virginia where the Democratic um, candidate she who eventually won, she was like, I think right. you need to know my name. Yeah. My name is not Nancy Pelosi. Right. So go ahead and run against Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. While this whoever we pick for president is going to be president. Right. Yeah. Should we talk about um, Trump's response? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was it was pretty it was pretty much what you would expect. He didn't respond until he started responding this morning on Twitter, of course, during his executive time. Um, You know, very interesting. He said something very interesting. Well, yeah, he really he did not just respond to the to the Mueller statement yesterday. Mm -hmm. He said something kind of unprecedented for him. What did he say? He said, Russia, Russia, Russia. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think like it's very um, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. Brady Bunch S. Yeah. Russia, Russia, Russia. That's all you heard at the beginning of this witch hunt hoax. And now Russia has disappeared because I had nothing to do with Russia helping me to get elected. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was a crime that didn't exist. And now the Dems and their partners, blah, 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 blah. He literally announces. I mean, he doesn't say I participated in the crime, but he says it wasn't my fault a crime was committed. The crime doesn't exist. Yeah, but this said, is wild. He's acknowledged. He acknowledged that Russia helped him. Yeah, that's this is the first time that yep. he's acknowledged this. It's like he even has a tough time acknowledging that Russia even interfered in our right. election, let alone he straight up said Russia helped me get elected. Right. right. <laughs> so it's like, OK, what are you going to do about that? Right. He also like so this is uh, this. So this morning, this morning was crazy, too. Yeah. Because uh, he was going to Air Force One. He was on his way to Air Force One to go give a commencement speech at the Air Force Academy. And um, he just like stopped by the pool of reporters yeah. and started talking about it. He basically... Oh, we actually have a clip from that, too. Yeah. Um, about this. Should I just play that? Yeah. Okay. No, Russia did not help me get elected. You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. <laughs> Russia didn't help me at all. Russia, if anything, I think... Help the other side. What you ought to ask is this. You think the media helped Hillary Clinton get elected? She didn't make it. But you take a look at collusion between Hillary Clinton and the media. You take a look at collusion between Hillary Clinton and Russia. She had more to do in the campaign with Russia than I did. I had nothing to do. That is. Have you ever heard this before? This theory? Crazy, crazy talk. It's also just hilarious that he's still talking about Hillary Clinton. Right. Who beat him by three million votes. I will repeat any um, occasion I can. And it's like, um, so he basically contradicted his tweet that he sent out like 45 uh, minutes right. beforehand. <laughs> um, because he probably realized, like, oh, fuck, I actually admitted it. Right. You know what's weird is that he didn't delete it. I mean, like, yeah, it's not a good idea to delete tweets if you're uh-huh. a public figure. Because it's just kind of unethical. You should leave a record. But I don't expect him to give a shit about yeah. that. That was weird. Um, and so Trump still didn't, even then, didn't. he still sided with Putin that the Russians did not interfere in our elections. And during Mueller's press conference, he basically was like, every American needs to be worried about the fact that Russia has interfered in our election and they still aren't right. doing anything about it. Yeah, he really stressed that from like he really bookended it with that. Like, yeah. this is what we know for sure. This is what I can tell you. This mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. yeah. He also went like kind of attacked Mueller a little bit yeah. and said like, so he said Mueller has been a never Trumper and claimed the report was retaliation for Trump not giving him the FBI director job, which Mueller had already had the job for 12 years. <laughs> But it's funny because Steve Bannon in the Mueller report recalled saying that the White House had invited Mueller to speak to the president to offer perspective on the institution of the FBI 
Although the White House thought about beseeching Mueller to become director again, Mueller did not come in looking for the job. So that's not true. And he also said he was angry over a business dispute. Basically what happened is Mueller work work had not worked. He um, had a membership at a Trump owned golf course and he wanted a refund because he didn't go there. Yeah. So he made it sound like they had like a, Face-to-face business dispute. And then mm-hmm. he thinks that anything Mueller's against him because he thinks Mueller and Comey are like Biff's. Yeah. And so they're working together. It's, well, he's also Biff's with Barr. Right. And we will... Uh, Bob Mueller is a known Republican. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's just weird. Also, it's like, it's funny to for him to be like, witch hunt, Bo- Bob Mueller is totally conflicted. But I agree. There's no obstruction. No, Like, what is right. the messaging here? Also, why are you still right. talking about this? I know. If I was his like, if I was his people, I would be like, "It's shocking. It's, it's over. It's over. Right. We're moving on. Now right. I'm going to work more on infrastructure." You should be grateful that Bob was like, no. "I'm not going to talk again." Well, we should, we can talk about this too. Like whether he kind of he obviously did not leave the door open on testifying, mm-hmm. but Congress is desperate to talk to him. He, I mean, obviously, if Bob Mueller is subpoenaed, he has not yet been. I think previously they'd arranged to talk to him, and for some reason that meeting was canceled behind closed doors. Yeah. You know, he can't say no. My impression was that is he just said several times, I have said everything I have to say. So my impression is that if he is subpoenaed to testify, he will not say anything beyond this. He will say over and over again, read the report. It's in the report. But like my we were, last email. Yeah. But like we were saying, the more people see him talk yes. about it. Yeah. I think the more people will be on the side of impeachment. Yeah. And be more interested in the investigations. And if the president is not going to get any work done with you guys. Yeah. Why not do both at the same time? Yeah. Why not try and introduce legislation that, you know, protects our elections mm-hmm. while also investigating, while also work focusing on infrastructure right. and, you know, not putting kill- children in cages. Totally. Like, and I thought it was interesting that like the big case, you know, the case against impeaching right now is mainly political, like it could handicap Democrats in 2020. But all of the 2020 frontrunners came out yesterday mm-hmm. saying we need to do this. You know, I don't know how earnest that is. After Bob Mueller's speech, it was clearly like the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. And they probably know that Nancy is still kind of lukewarm on it. But I thought that was kind of telling. Like it's the- just it is it is creating a dangerous and crazy precedent for yes. presidents yes. to accept foreign power and even ask for it and be and accepting it and then trying to fight people figuring that out. Right. You can do that. Yeah. I just watched the last season of Veep. <laughs> yeah. And sh- they should have just like asked China to help them. Right. And that's what they're, that's yeah. what they did. Yeah. That's what they did. It's so crazy. I know. And so this is like, I know that like for me, like uh, I, I live in a, I live in a, I lived in a swing district, but I live in a primarily democratic area and i feel like there's not a lot of times where like calling my specific congressperson makes mm-hmm. a difference yeah but if you're someone that's like i want them to actually hold this person accountable you can call your congress right. right now this is something you can call if you have a like a democrat and an elected official you should call them and tell right. them i mean it's easy to assume that like if your representative shares your your party affiliation they will do they will act mm-hmm. on your behalf and do everything you know, mm-hmm. they have the same values on certain policy issues. But yeah, it's stuff like this. Like that. This is what we mean when we say call your senators. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, there's all that. We're keeping an eye on that. I really think that they should. Yeah, I was totally sympathetic and kind of convinced by the idea that it might not be the best idea politically, because mm-hmm. obviously the last thing we want is him in for four more years. But the most the most appalling thing about this presidency to me has been like and the most dangerous has been the norm destroying, mm-hmm. you know, the rollbacks like it fucking sucks. And it will take a whole entire administration to undo it. 
um, and it affects people negatively and painfully every day. But the stuff that could last really long and really pile up is just destroying these these norms. Yeah, these like sacred because you know things we is, hold our president to. Is, I think if he is if he is not elected. We'll look back on this time and be like, that was fucking nuts. Yes. That was crazy. Uh, now everything's back to like kind right. of some, somewhat of a normalcy. Yeah. If it happens for another, if it's yeah. like two terms, eight years of this crazy mm-hmm. shit, I don't know how and we And that would... we didn't have in the historical record, yeah. this is not acceptable. Like if he can't be charged mm-hmm. and the constitution then allows Congress to penalize him in some effect, but they're choosing not to, the man is literally above the law. We're mm-hmm. creating the norm that the president is above the law. He can do, he or she can do whatever they want. That was, oh, I was so annoyed while he was, while Bob Mueller was reading his whole thing. And every time he referred to a, any president, he would refer to, he would use the word he. And I was like, we gotta, we gotta get on that. <laughs> I did not catch that, but that oh, was I a did. good catch. Yeah. He or she, not even just referring to Trump specifically, but like if, a, if, while he's while he's in office, the president can't be impeached. If a president is in office, he can't be impeached. It's like, oh Christ! Obviously, yeah, he can be impeached. He can't be charged. Yeah, just say they. Yeah, just say they. It's always better to say they because you never know. You may get a gender fluid. You never know. Person who identifies with that pronoun. Yeah. Um. Should we move on to one more thing? Let's do it. Um. This is nuts. This is wild. So we read this story this morning. This happened. Um. I think several months ago. So a school in Westchester, which is kind of an upscale county in New York, um, black students were cast as slaves in the school's fake slave auction. So this is from NBC News. Um, It was a private school and the teacher in Bronxville, New York, placed imaginary chains on black students' necks, wrists and ankles while urging white classmates to bid on them in 2019. What a stupid idea. And the reason this came became in the news is because so New York um, elected a new uh, attorney general recently. Mm-hmm. Her name's Letitia James. She's amazing. I yeah. love everything she does. The NRA and hates so, her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's going after them. And so this was brought to her attention and she investigated, which is like just so dope. That's what you want them to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the extent of of the um, punishment is just that the school has to hire a chief diversity officer, which sure. literally probably just means like let's let's have one person of color on staff. That's but, just yeah. crazy. Yeah, it had I a th- profoundly negative effect on students, fifth graders, to <sighs> bid on classmates. That is so fucked up. Yeah, it this must happens, have, people. I, I, obviously, those black students must feel horrible. Yeah, but also. It must make it must those white students so also uncomfortable. feel uncomfortable and weird. And then it's like also it's like. Both, like, obviously not to compare. I'm sure it was yeah. much more hor- like horrific of a t- t- experience for the black students. But everyone in that classroom just had a really fucked Bad up time. Day. Right, right. I mean, yeah, when you're a kid and your teacher, they're in fifth grade, they're young. Your teacher is an authority figure mm-hmm. and you do what they ask you to. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool that this is the type of stuff that this attorney general is, is looking into. Yeah. Did you also see that story about um, how when Trump was in Japan? I could not believe this was they true. They had to cover the USS John McCain because Trump can't stand he to look at stand his name. Him. Yeah, there's this big... Ch- um, Trump was in Japan last week and there's a big Navy ship named after John McCain's father and grandfather. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it's unclear if Trump like made this request or if his staff was like, F- we got to hide this because yeah. he'll get mad. He's saying now that he did not make the right. request. It, he, it was done without his knowledge. And yeah. But it's like, it, we're s- but you know, we're still in that in this world where people feel they need to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That wouldn't happen with anyone else. No. And the Navy denied the request. They're like, no, we're not. Yeah. Even though, even though a picture emerged of a tarp being hung over. Right. Yeah. 
the John McCain's yeah. name. I wonder if this was before or after he said Happy Memorial Day to Japanese soldiers <laughs> on a Japanese ship, like less than 100 years after we bombed and killed many, many Japanese people. Yeah. <laughs> with mm-hmm. our American children. Yeah. yeah, I know. What a ride. Japan 2019. I know. Well, I think that's the end of our show. Yeah. Um, this weekend, we have a special episode coming out with Matthew Shurka. He is the, one of the co-founders of Born Perfect, um, which works to end conversion therapy in the LGBTQ community. Um, it's really interesting. He has uh, some personal experience with it, and we we'll just learn a lot about what conversion therapy is like and what people are doing to combat. Yeah. And Saturday that. is the first day of Pride, right? Yeah, June 1st, Pride Month. Awesome. Ooh. going to be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm equally si- excited and yeah. not excited. Um, yeah, so until the end of democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Amanda Duberman. And this has been the Betches Up Podcast. Betches.